Service Headline News. I'm your host, Marty Smith, and I'm joined by our historian, Eric Perron. Hey now, we're back. And our man in the closet, Jake Wall. What's going on, guys? We're here to bring you the latest headlines and updates pertinent to all servicemen and women. So take your seats, get informed, and have a laugh as the Swearing In Podcast presents Service Headline News. Gentlemen, we're back. Thanks for uh, your world tour. Uh, Eric went out to Greece to yes, grace sir. them with his presence as the big ugly American. <laughs> and Who wore Jay- his podcast hat, by the way? Wars podcast. Oh, did you? I didn't see any pictures of that. Oh, no. nice. Now you we're just, worldwide, baby. We're worldwide. There was one in there, man. I'm telling you. I'm wearing uh, it in my Facebook page. Uh, well, okay. I didn't look that closely. I was like, ah, the fucker went to Greece. Yeah, I'm jealous. Skip. <laughs> and Jake went out yep. to Grand Old Britain, where yep. you were Grand the ugly American out there. So, yeah, I did it. I'm always amazed that, like, that place is so diverse. Everywhere you go, you're hearing three or four languages at, at almost all times. Really? It's crazy. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I like it. Um, now, both of you guys are pretty big guys. And you're going to countries where they're not used to pretty big guys. Well, maybe Greece is. <laughs> but not tall, right? You guys are both, like, you're seeing over the crowds, generally, right? Well, here's one for you. On the ship, yeah. on the cruise ship, uh, what do they call the, the porter? The guys that clean your room? Yeah, yeah. He started calling me Stone Cold. <laughs> Stone Cold? Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'm ball-headed. I have a great goatee and beard. Look just like him. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> he's, got that, he's got that so Texas accent, though, when he's talking, right? Oh, and that's true. Yeah. But, but just based Greek on appearance. doesn't know the difference between an accent oh, that's and that true. region yeah. and that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. He just said, Stone Cold's oh, back. Stone Cold's back. He's yelling down the freaking hallway. It's awesome. There you go. <laughs> and you you knew none of his catchphrases, right? So you couldn't uh, you couldn't even play into that. No, not really. I never got into the wrestling scene. <laughs> I just knew who he was. <laughs> well, at least you knew, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, you didn't you didn't meet him, or at least you faked it to him. He well, and I've also I've also seen his television program, that one where he's out on his ranch and he that competition know, brings, that was yeah. fun, man. That was a cool show. Brings all the athletes out and they go head to head. That was yeah, that cool. was a good show. Broken <laughs> Broken Skull Ranch. That's right. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. I actually told him, dude, I'm I am Stone Cold. <laughs> Just I, I am him. You you got it right. Yep. Well, why bust right. his bubble, man? He's gonna I go back to it. his to his wife and and ten kids, and he's like, you know, I met Stone Cold Steve Austin. He was on the cruise. He didn't quite seem like he was on the TV, but uh, <laughs> I met him. Or or he goes back and he's BSing with all his friends at the market. He's like, man, I call this guy Stone Cold every day. <laughs> yeah. He's like, hey, oh, yeah, he looks. And you know what? That got him a good tip. That's what that's that a, that, and that's what he's yeah, laughing about. He's, he's related. Exactly. Yeah, that he's, gave me a great exactly. tip because I called the dumbass Stone Cold. I that's stroked exactly this American's it. ego, and he <laughs> he paid out the nose, man. I told you, you only had to remember five American names and call each one of them a different one. I told you. 
<laughs> it was either for me. It was between Stone Cold and The Rock, and he has a, a color differential yeah, there. Exactly. So you became Stone Cold. Oh, we developed a Stone Cold. <laughs> it was it was perfect, man. The guy got a great tip from me for stroking my ego. Nice, <laughs> nice, good deal. Uh, all right, this day in history, since we're doing it on the sixth, it's going to be published on the seventh. But of course, January or June sixth, nineteen forty-four, uh, the Allied invasion of France, commonly known as D-Day. Now, this is interesting. This uh, this little part's interesting, and a lot of stuff I don't know. Right? I still don't know exactly which units were where and all this. But this uh, history page says. Um, D-Day begins as guardsmen, guardsmen from the 29th Infantry Division, which were D.C., Maryland, and Virginia, storm onto what will forever after be known as Bloody Omaha Beach. I didn't know they were guardsmen. Yeah, all the, man, that's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, the lead element, Virginia's 116th Infantry, suffers nearly 80% casualties. But wow. gains the foothold needed for the invasion to succeed. The 116th Artillery Support, the 111th Field Artillery Battalion, also from Virginia, loses all 12 of its guns in high surf. I can't believe they were trying to pull guns into that surf. Mm. Uh, or artillery pieces into that surf. Loses all 12 of its guns in high surf trying to get on the beach. The men take up arms from the dead and fight as infantrymen. Engineer support came from the District of Columbia's. 121st Engineer Battalion. Despite high losses, too, its men succeed in blowing holes and several obstacles, clearing paths for the men to get inland off the beach. In the early afternoon, God, that's crazy how many hours they were out there for that. Yeah. In the early afternoon, Maryland's 115th Infantry lands behind the 116th and moves through its shattered remnants to start the movement in off the beach. Supporting the invasion was the largest air fleet known to history among the units flying missions were the guards 107th and 109th out of michigan and minnesota tactical reconnaissance squadron Uh, the normandy campaign lasted until the end of july with four guard infantry divisions the 28th out of pennsylvania 29th and 30th out of north carolina south carolina and tennessee and the 35th out of Kansas, Missouri, and New England, taking part along, or I'm sorry, Kansas, Missouri, and Nebraska, taking part along with dozens of non-divisional units, all earning the Normandy Streamer. That's stuff I didn't know about that. I didn't know it was that many guardsmen. So You know what? It still amazes me the fact that those guys were told the losses were going to be huge. And the fact that you still have the gall in the, in the, the gumption to go, fuck it, I'm going to come off this boat and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to invade a beach. Right, right. That's that's unbelievable to me. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, not only that, but like they they were going to go the day before, but the weather was bad, so yeah, they kept them on bad. the boat and made them sick too. Yep. Yeah. Like, Jesus. I can't imagine, you know, jumping yeah, off the edge with too much weight. You got ammo cans you're carrying. You can't even... It's freaking get out of the water, man. Balls as big as church bells, man. That's crazy. Yeah. You know? I, I don't think you're ever going to see a generation like that again, man. You know, the, one of the, the one, idea of like having to drop half your stuff in the water and fight for your life and then breach out of the water and then 
yeah. get to some sort of yeah. cover yeah. and then figure out what you have left yeah. on you. You're like, well, I had two ammo cans in my rifle. Now I've got <laughs> somebody else's web somebody oh, shit. Yeah. Right. Oh, you know, if, if we had any foresight, we would have done a longer, we could have done a longer thing on D-Day because I, I had read some subsequent stuff like the Canadians took huge losses. Yep. And yeah, I, and I can't remember yeah. which beach they were on, but they they took big losses too. Yeah, uh, they were on Gold and Juno and Sword. Did they have those both of those? Because they, they were they were still split up. I know I, I can't remember the Brits. So the, between the British and Canadians, um, they overcame light opposition to capture beaches codenamed Gold, Jun, Juno, and Sword. Okay, all right. Yeah, and we had Omaha. crazy. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Absolutely amazing, and then you go all the into the deception campaign. Yeah, prior to that, that's that's yeah, awesome. that part's super cool. Where they floated that dead guy up onto the beach. That's like, yeah. God, have you guys ever seen? Kind of have you ever seen? Uh, it, it. I feel so bad for this guy or his family. Uh, every time you see real life footage of D Day, you see that one guy. There's like three of them. They're getting off that freaking carrier and he's running and he gets popped yeah. and you see him. And I go, how many times do I got to see this guy die? Yeah, Every time you, yeah, yes, it's yeah. crazy. So I'm, I'm in awe of those guys. And, well, and, and, and to go further than that, I think it's, I think it's like the greatest 15 minutes in cinematic military history. Uh, the beginning part of, uh, Saving Private Ryan. I mean, my oh, God, absolutely. I, I remember watching that in the theater. I don't think I the breathed theater. for like until it was over. I was like, "Yeah, this is unbelievable." You know, this I was is, in awe. Yeah. And if it's anything close to what that movie was, Jesus, crazy. The so. death of the horror of, of people. I mean, you see a whole line of guys get mowed down because they came up in front of a, you know, the two forty four machine gun or whatever the hell the Germans had that. Uh, Oh, what they call that, that thing? Yeah. The uh, buzz saw. They called it a buzz saw. Again. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, Oof. Takes out a whole. It's a pretty boat, famous man. machine gun, too. Yeah, it's yeah. Pretty famous. That's that. That's amazing to me. See, this is one of you guys should be looking this up. What was that? I looked up other things. Please <laughs> <laughs> uh, reference the chat for disapproving Rourke. <laughs> MG42. That's it. <laughs> the MG42. So wicked machine gun staring down the middle of a Higgins boat, whacking yeah, people. Geez. Unbelievable. So, thank you, greatest generation. That's pretty badass. So hats no off. No doubt. All right, let's get out of the news. Hey, uh, remember how we were covering how the Air Force was gonna do these fitness bands and fitness watches? Mm-hmm. So yeah. Did you see, uh, Jake? Did you? Well, you. I don't know. I don't know. Do you get some? Uh, you. You don't have a Nippernet account, do you? Yeah, I do. Did you see the email they sent out today? Uh, no, I didn't check mine today. All right, so they they sent out an email about the warning of D eighteen Delta eight one eight smartwatches. So you can buy them on Amazon, and they're they're kind of like yeah. the Garm, the cheaper Garmin kind of thing. And it'll do your steps, your blood pressure, all that kind of stuff. So they said, there have been incidents of military personnel receiving D-18 smartwatches in the mail. Just all of a sudden, it just shows up. 
right? <laughs> in each reported oh, case, they were received unsolicited. They are made in China. They can be purchased from various retailers to include Walmart, Amazon, etc. There are concerns that the watch can be used as a tool to gain a myriad of personal information from individuals as well as cause a significant information or operations security threat to the DOD and its members. No shit. That's so crazy. they said if you I mean, how many members though, if you got I one don't of those know. watches. I, if I, you just got one from Amazon and they're oh, like, yeah. we don't know. Like it came like, in an Amazon heck. box. Look at this. And you're like, oh, look at this. Oh, I'm keeping you call this. Call Amazon. You're like, and you know hey, this. You're right. wearing like, nope, of bitches. I'm, yes. yeah. I'm firing it up. I think you'll get like 85% of them. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, At probably. Least. Probably. Uh, and these guys will be about walk- a cyber campaign. That's amazing. They'll be I, walking I, around all proud of their new watch you know, that didn't cost them a it, dime. Yep. Showing everybody else. <laughs> Talking Here, to everybody else. Speak to my new watch. Yeah. yeah. So actually, whoever's listening to this, if this is pertinent to you, if you receive an unsolicited <laughs> D18 smartwatch, please contact your unit anti-terror rep or security manager. If you receive one of these watches unsolicited, do not connect it to your personal Wi-Fi or bring it to work. It is recommended that you do not use the item for any purpose whatsoever. Uh, you can take it in the skip. I'm sure they've mitigated. (laughs) (laughs) So it seems like that fitness monitor idea is off to a roaring start. Who would have thought that there would have been issues with that, right? I'm impressed with the fact that China said, here, I got an idea for that damn thing. That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, everything they give us, they're like, hey, use this. That's a great thing for your fitness. Yeah. Well, you remember when they talked about way back, Marty, when we talked about the ejection seat? Yeah. Yeah. China stole everything. That's right. (laughs) They couldn't figure it out or something like that. Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. So they reverse engineered it all, but they couldn't figure out that. Couldn't figure out the ejection seat. (laughs) Nice. It just kept blowing the pilots up. They're like, ah, that didn't work. Oh, 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 that one shot him down. Oh, <laughs> shit. Maybe we put it on backwards. Let's call it a new weapon from the inside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on. Um, gentlemen, how do you think the VA is doing? <laughs> Money wise. Perfect. As good as any government organization. That's right. That's right. Uh, well, they're not doing good. They're not doing good. So I am lost for words. This, this story is from uh, military.com. Uh, due to misplaced spending in fiscal year 2022, the VA lost more. And I know you've seen the article, but act like you haven't seen the article. Right? <laughs> so the, what would you have guessed if I had told you, hey, the VA lost some money in 2022? Can, can you tell me about how much you think they lost? I would have thought a hundred thousand at the most. Oh, I would have said like a hundred million. Right? I wouldn't have even did that. I'm like, yeah, right. That's right. It. Well, yeah. according to this uh, Inspector General report, they lost three point five billion dollars. God, that's- and that and that's actually better than the previous years. That's what yeah. blows me away. 
So that <laughs> number is astronomical. It's crazy. That article, Marty, that you sent out, yeah. man, the whole ending section of it, I was just so disappointed. Oh, oh and, and, it, when, and it when it breaks down like, hey, in right. 2022, right. we lost 180. I'm like, oh, my you God. get through the article and, and, and it lets those people at the VA go, look how good we're doing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we had we didn't lose that's, nearly as much as we've lost in the past couple. That's years. what blew my mind. I was like <laughs> astonished by the right the initial three point something billion. <laughs> so and then I read the rest of the article, and they're like, actually, they're doing really good, <laughs> really good <laughs> compared to two years ago. You know, with the three years that they've lost money, we could we could cover our debt ceiling and. Reduce the national debt by, or we could give more weapons to Ukraine. Come yes. on, Eric, think a little above. globally, would you? Oh man! But but as we get through this article, one of the things that does kind of scare me is that now are they going to be more stingy on payouts for uh, disability and shit? You would I, think I don't know they got to recover. Yeah, no, right. I don't know because they lost a lot the previous years and they didn't get well stingy. that's true that's true that's a good point but they already are kind of they can be they're already stingy anyway they're, right. yeah exactly you guys know what, they'll take that 10 percent back if you freaking got it on accident what oh, constitutes yeah. misplaced spending i don't know i don't know that's a good that's a good term too but, oh well we bought four bedpans at uh a million dollars a piece yeah <laughs> um, come yeah. on we had no idea they were going to be that much. <laughs> yeah. The, so the article says they simply could, <clears throat> sorry, could not account yeah. for 1.4 billion in spending, while I mean, the remaining amount was made up of non-monetary losses. Non-monetary losses that cannot be recovered, or were and the so what, again, I asked, or explained payments. I don't what know. What is that? They didn't define unknown it. or unexplained payments. So non-monetary. They, yeah. No, like unexplained payments implies that you could have random freaking people out there doing VA fraud, yeah, disability fraud. Yeah, and I mean, there's a lot of that. Oh, I see where you're going. There's a lot yeah. of more in my mind, you know. No, I, I agree. And it doesn't explain it, so we're free to speculate. So. <laughs> yeah, amen. Maybe account for your money better if you don't want three random dudes or just do some accounting yeah just some is the same guy still have his job please tell me he's been pulled oh he's a gs GS. they don't get fired but anyway uh the thing that the the real thing that well i get pissed off about this but then i also get pissed off at trying to think about how much trouble we would have been at a squadron level oh man if we would have mismanaged the freaking gtc card or mismanaged and they were like off by 180 bucks right just got demolished i'm going to give you a small example when i was a i just put on master and they put me in charge of supplying uh, supplies and equipment for the UTCs. The UTCs were our 44 yeah. uh, deployable teams. So I was responsible for ordering gear. Oh, well, shit. we had to buy cold weather gear, and it consisted of those big-ass uh, white 
uh, bunny boots that you could yeah. inflate. Oh, yeah. All, all the vapor barrier stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I, I bought 600, <laughs> 600 smalls. Oh, no. Smalls. All the same size boots. Oh, no. <laughs> Parat, what the fuck? <laughs> That's exactly oh, what I got. So it was so, because you didn't, it was like small, small, medium, small, 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 large. Medium, yeah. medium, small, medium, 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 right, large. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I ordered 600 small, small, not one boot fit anybody <laughs> on the UTC. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god and, and, and it's not like uh uh amazon's uh closed service they're like hey try it if you don't like it you can return it and exchange it it was like all sales final baby <laughs> i did get to yeah. return them i did get to return them oh lucky you man. but nonetheless i was hammered like hey dumbass are you, are oh, you not, yeah. are you're not looking at what you're buying oh my god oh. um the Virginia Office of Inspector General reported Monday that the department simply could not simply could not account for 1.4 billion in spending, while the remaining amount was made of non-monetary, like you said, Jake, losses that quote cannot be recovered or were the result of unknown or unexplained payments. Uh, programs that saw the biggest increases in losses or misspent funds from last fiscal year included veterans' pensions. And mm. long-term services and support, accounting for nearly 1.7 billion of the total. God. Guys, we're talking a billion dollars. Billion dollars. I mean, is that like one flunky comeback? It's like, hey, do you guys keeping these receipts? And I'm like, nah, screw that. <laughs> <laughs> I have yeah. 1.7 billion. I, I again I am lost for words. Yeah, that's with that crazy. kind of misplaced of funds. I well, Jake, you brought it up a couple months ago when you brought up that uh, you were talking about that one article uh, where they they did the uh, audit of the Pentagon. Oh I yeah, think it was. the Pentagon hadn't passed an audit in like and, years. <laughs> yeah, years. I was like, oh well, yeah. Maybe the Pentagon trained the VA people, and they're like, okay, you guys are oh. good. It's just the bureaucracy. Like yeah, it's yeah. just yeah. The, I mean, the the only way you could is just corruption and bloat. You yeah. know, I'm like, sure, sure. You can't explain that much government loss without getting a little bit corruption. Yeah, a little bit of corruption in there. And how are we successful? How could we possibly be successful? Well, I will I will tell you that when we get down to the article. I'll tell you how successful oh. we've been. Oh. Uh, earlier this year, the VA OIG found that the department failed to account for at least $187 million in supplementary COVID-19 spending. So oh, that's pocket change. That's I, I don't know. I don't know how that COVID money just spread out. And they're just like, oh, give some to the to the VA. <laughs> hey, okay. I, I well, guess. they. To be fair, most of it's got their shots there, their COVID shots. Well, that's so. true. You think that's what it was? I the don't first know. and yeah. second ones, I think a lot of vets did. $187 million worth? No, uh, which Look the, how the VA spends money. The IG attributed to <laughs> these losses to contract issues, purchasing of medical supplies, and a lack of visibility over payroll. Payroll? Mm. Visibility. Over. Who are you guys paying? 
So, first, most recent report, the Virginia OIG reviewed spending across seven programs to determine whether the department has complied with the Payment Integrity Information Act. And I was trying to say, did they did they do an acronym for that? And they didn't. So that's actually a proper title. So Payment Integrity Information Act, which was legislation passed in 2020, designed to increase oversight of programs susceptible to improper payments. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the OIG said that the Virginia or that the VA had largely complied, largely complied with the legislation, but recommended that the <laughs> Undersecretary for Benefits rein in improper or unexplained payments for pensions. How do you have an unexplained payment for a pension? They're paying a dead guy. Uh, maybe. Nope. That very well could be. Yeah. Or you're paying random other I, non-people. I know. remember it had to be 20 years ago when they had these, uh, I think they were Army. I think they were Army pay specialists. And they, did you ever hear that story where they created the fake soldier? <laughs> no. no. On paper, they created this fake soldier and his monthly pay, they were withdrawing it. Yeah. Oh, that was, and Dude, they that, did that for a long, long time. It would be easy to do back in, well, now too, back in the day, remember, it was all just paperwork. Yeah, it was just all paperwork. Right, right. And it wasn't like confirmed that. Yeah, I mean, who's going to say, okay, yeah, yeah. this guy processes paperwork. He's another soldier. And, and he gave it to an airman or a senior airman that worked in freaking yeah, admin. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but you would think the tracking through social. Social security numbers, birth dates, that kind of thing. You, uh, do you just make that up and give him credentials? Yes, that's what I, they did. I bet you could just guess a social security number. Uh, and, yeah, and probably. It might be right. And right? then, uh, or or look at the death registry and take one. Oh, no, there you okay. go. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, <laughs> I don't think it would be that horribly difficult. I, it doesn't sound like it, right? Hmm. Half the times they don't realize when you're paying taxes or not in the military, right? They'll, <laughs> well, yeah, they'll audit. True. Yeah, they'll yeah. audit people. Some random state will audit you. Like California audited me really? for not paying taxes <laughs> because I was a dependent to a military member ah. while I was active duty. Oh wow! There you go, California. Jesus. Shout out to you, California. They can't keep track of that, you know. Well, here you go, Eric. Here's why the actual the VA is doing better. Right? <laughs> okay. So the three and a half billion uh, for 2022 is actually significantly lower than the 11.37 billion in losses reported in fiscal 2020. Wow. They lost oh, 11 billion dollars in 2020. Here's the thing. Here's what's ridiculous. We're like 11 billion. We just automatically dropped the 370 million by rounding it up. (laughs) (laughs) We're like 370 million is not a big deal. Just 11 billion. Yeah. Unbelievable. That's an insane number. That's right. You're right. 11 billion, 370 million. That's the actual number when you say it out that right. Nobody would have answered your question. Marty, about no, how much do you think? $11 billion, I think. 
<laughs> well, how did, how much do you think they lost uh, in fiscal year 2021? If they lost 11 billion in 2020, fiscal year 2021, they only lost 5 billion. Oh, that's a, they, they what a letdown! 50%. They're they're improving. See, so they went from 11 billion a couple of years ago to 5 billion in 21. Now it's 3.5 billion in 2022. Such a letdown. It's just baby steps. Man. <laughs> God. And that's a 70% improvement rate, though. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Somebody's getting yeah. an award for that. Can it's we still, actually hear ourselves justify that? God, <laughs> We're going to promote that guy. He only lost three yeah. billion. Well, yeah, that's, billion. that's what his MSM is going to say. That's oh. a huge improvement. He took us from eleven billion in mis- mismanagement down oh. to three point five billion in mismanagement. What in an organized organization this guy runs, man! Ay, ay, three years. I mean, I, it is an impressive cut, but it's still it's, a ridiculous it's, amount of money. It's still being siphoned off or lost. An amazing amount of ineptitude. So, how do you walk into uh, what's the what are the guys that on C-SPAN when you walk into uh, give a, a testimony about something? What are they call what what are those guys? Congress is oh Congress? like a deposition yeah, oh, yeah. or something? Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, guys, the VA's running well. We're doing great. We only lost three billion dollars this year. Yeah. But, that, but that's if Congress even thinks to ask about that. But, I mean, they're probably. I mean, so used you know what, to losses, they're just like uh, you know what that guy's EPR bullet says, <laughs> like <laughs> drastically, dynamically improved, single handedly. Yeah, the, the, yeah, like, again, <laughs> with the three years, we could knock down our national debt damn near uh one trillion dollars. And this, this is just, lost. and this is just, I wonder what the budget, the annual budget for VA is. Well, it, it did go sort of into that because they just, you know, they just agreed on that budget deal. I can't, I, and I should have looked that up, but, uh, um, it's, it's, I can't, it can't be a trillion. I'm sure it's not a trillion, but, um, I don't know. That'd be interesting. We should look, we should Unbelievable, look at so. Well, uh, staying with the money theme. Uh, here's another pay for play, right? Here's another <laughs> incentive to stay in. So from Air Force Times reports, Air Force aviators could nab, they use nab, like <laughs> 50s gumshoe detectives, you know? <laughs> they could nab $50,000 each year by staying in uniform. So... Uh, I guess I guess the Air Force has constantly been about two thousand pilots short from what they need, and I guess that's been years, year after year. They're always short pilots, so now they've come up with an incentive uh, to pay pr- uh, pilots to stay in only if they only if they like extend early before like their last year. Hmm. So. Under the newest version of this bonus program, eligible aviators who sign a new contract this year will receive between fifteen and fifty thousand dollars annually for anywhere from three to twelve years. So, however long they sign up, they're going to still. It sounds like five grand a year, maybe something like that. Yeah. 
Air Force <clears throat> spokesman Captain Rachel Salpietra said, in total, airmen could see a, a windfall of 45000 to 600000 in bonus pay over the course of their new commitment. Some can earn lump sum payments of 100000 or 200000 up front, depending on their job and how long they remain in the service. That's probably like, you know, one really, really restricted class of yeah. person. But everybody else, you're going to get a couple thousand. Well, or you get a windfall from the VA because they're paying everybody. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, by mistake, oh, by mistake, put, you put get, your name out there, and I'm sure yeah. they'll pay you. You get a hundred thousand from the VA, and you get a smartwatch. Jim, <laughs> I, I, I would like to retrograde Man. back to that story for just a moment, if I may. Uh, are you ready for this? <laughs> you may. <laughs> Thank you. Go for it. <laughs> the Department of Veteran Affairs spends the fifth most of all federal agencies accounting for 5% of federal spending. 5%? VA, wow. Yes. VA expenditures have almost tripled in the last 20 years from $70 billion in fiscal year 2000 to $200 billion in fiscal year 2019, 2019, adjusted for inflation. The VA has a proposed $243.3 billion budget Damn. For fiscal year 2021. So in 2023, actually it's gonna yeah. be 2024, 303 billion annual for the compare, VA. Wait, compare that amount that they lost though. <laughs> Come so on. like what was no no, what was the uh, three point three point five bill? That was last uh, year. Yeah. And how what was their budget, total budget? For it was actually 2021 was 243.3 billion. Oh, 2021. Wow. Yeah, I don't see. Well, and you, and you got to wonder. I wonder. You know, I don't know what the percentages of all that money and how it breaks down, but the VA payments over 20 years of being in Iraq and Afghanistan. Yeah. Yeah. You know, where we're previous <clears throat> previous to 2020, we didn't. Yeah. You know, there wasn't. There was. It was Vietnam. Yeah. I I understand the expenditure, especially for the VA and the veterans and what they're paying. I get that part. But to lose the amount that we're talking about. True. Yeah. When your when your annual budget is, you know, this year three hundred and three billion and you lose three point five, like it's pocket change. Unbelievable. I'm sorry. I know I I just read this and I wanted to go. No, that's good. That's good. I'm glad you brought it up. Wow. Because I was wondering what that budget was. So so they lost uh, I mean uh, you know anybody on the civilian world if they're like hey you're running this company that uh, basically has a budget of 300 billion and you just lost uh, what 10% of it or 5% of it or whatever it was uh, we want to keep you around see how you do next year <laughs> yeah or better yet go on that Trump movie that or not the Trump TV series you're fired yeah you would be fired because <laughs> If you tell Trump you lost three point five billion of his money, he's right. fired. You're fired. But mm. if you tell the government that, they'll be like, "Hey, you're doing great. Let's get you've you really improved. You've really improved." Ah, uh, uh, my head. <laughs> so, anyway, back to paying pilots. Uh, <laughs> but this deal applies to pilots of manned and drone aircraft, air battle managers. Which I'm not quite sure what they are. 
but air battle managers and combat systems officers whose initial service commitments expire in fiscal 2023, which ends on September 30th. Pilots must serve for 10 years after finishing undergraduate training. Uh, Air battle managers and combat systems officers are in for six years. Uh, The service will accept applications starting Tuesday. So Hmm. um, later this summer, Air Force also plans to launch a new initiative known as the Rated Officer Retention Demonstration Program. That offers pilots another option. If their contracts are set to end between fiscal 2024 and 2026, they can tack another four years on the end of that commitment and get $50,000 in bonuses per year. (laughs) Per year or $200,000 in total. Jesus. Um, but listen, those who don't participate in the congressionally mandated program and wait to renew until the year their contract expires, oh, they'll get a smaller amount. Huh. So they want you early, man. They want you now. Well, they yeah, want to get that, that 10 yeah. years. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's funny because the air battle manager, I, I'm looking at it. It's the guys that do the command and control capability, the airborne and ground units. Are going to be oh, so the they're same. they're doing the whole like theater of stuff, right? Yeah, that uh, the airborne command post kind of things. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Command and control C two. Yeah, that's yeah. a pretty that's a pretty specific skill. So that's yeah. They're but, running uh, the E three Century aircraft. What do they call those? Uh, the old ones. Um, the Hawkeye. Yeah, uh, that's the small one. Oh, the the uh, the you know the one AWACS the or ah, that's what I'm talking. Is about. that what AWACS. it was? Yeah, yeah, some of yeah, those guys. A-wax. Yeah, those are the air battle managers and some other guys. I'm always amazed when you see that Navy version of that AWACS, that smaller AWACS, yeah. <laughs> land <laughs> on the carrier. And you're like, that's badass, man. Yeah. <laughs> All that big dish humped up. Jesus. Uh, like I said, the Air Force has had a two thousand about a 2,000 pilot shortage for years. Each year it hopes to employ about 13,000 active duty pilots overall plus another 8,000 or so in the Guard and Reserve. And a web of factors that include, that do, that cause the losses include commercial airline hiring, of course, military flight instructor shortages, aircraft maintenance slowdowns, changes in the U.S. war footing abroad. Not sure what that means, but, and the Air Force's shrinking fleet has created the long-running shortfall that makes the service more vulnerable in a potential crisis. Hmm. Sort of like, hey, we're about to go to war with China. Can we pay you two hundred grand to stay in and go through that war for us? Yeah. Well, you know what's interesting? We've talked about the incentives and stuff of keeping people in. Yeah. It's funny how they're getting $100,000, $200,000. The enlisted guy gets to wear a tattoo on his neck. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big deal, man. Hey, he's getting a he's getting a smartwatch. Oh, Come on, man. Come on. I mean, that, the the disparaging yep. distance between those kind of things kill me. They kill well, me. Yeah. I mean, I understand the officer, but you know we're talking about a senior NCO that tells the lieutenant captain how the hell to do the job. He needs to be compensated correctly or incentivized. A little better than a tattoo and maybe a beard. In the yep. in the early two thousands in space, the one Charlie Six career field, Eric, was critically manned. 
Okay. So early on, there were bonuses to coming over to that, right? Mm. Did you ever have bonuses for security forces? No. I'm trying to think. There was one where um, there was a, a shortage between we com- before we combined career fields between yeah. law enforcement and security. Yeah. yeah. There was in some incentive uh, bonus for the law enforcement guys that would come over to security because security was running low oh, a little okay. low at first. Yeah, yeah. But it didn't last long. It didn't last long. <laughs> no, no bonuses. All right. So the VA is losing money. The Air Force is paying pilots. What are we on to next? Okay, this last story. It's a weird one because I read the story. And I was like, the the thing that that got me was whoever had to write this story must have been right at the deadline. And they're like, we need a story. We need a thousand words from you or whatever. So he writes this story because at first when you read it, and this is from Stars and Stripes, when you read the uh, headline, it says, police arrest U.S. troops following car vandalism sprees in (laughs) Japan and South Korea. And you're like, that's what what I thought, (laughs) right? Yeah. Uh, it's not organized in any way, shape, or form. It's just two knuckleheads in two different parts of the world uh, went off and started hobby. bashing cars. <laughs> That's perfect. So I oh. <laughs> wait. Hold on. I'm going to set you up, Eric. I'm going to set you up. Uh, the article states two U.S. service members, one in Japan and another in South Korea, were accused of smashing automobiles in parking lots only days apart. Uh, Okinawa police arrested Air Force Staff Sergeant William Smith, 29, of Kadena Air Base on Sunday, alleging he smashed multiple vehicles at a popular shopping and entertainment district about a mile from the base. Smith was taken into custody in Chitan after a witness reported a foreigner hitting a car in a parking lot at about 8 p.m. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, round eye, <laughs> round eye was hitting car. Foreigner <laughs> was bashing the car. I don't know what he's doing. A spokesman. You know how those guys are. <laughs> just, oh, they get just crazy stuff. Stay out of the Americans' way. Just back yeah. off. <laughs> What'd you do? I, I watched and ordered another round. It was pretty entertaining. <laughs> Guy was sweating and frothing at the mouth. Oh, uh, what a great way to give us a good name. <laughs> <laughs> So this uh, this staff sergeant he uh, he fled, but police apprehended him uh, about an hour later after he jumped a fence. I, I, I wish yeah. they'd tell more about that, but that's it. Now in South Korea, just a couple days earlier, uh, police arrested a U.S. service member who reportedly wielded a parking lot fixture to damage three cars in a popular nightlife district in Seoul. Police and U.S. forces Korea declined to identify the service member, but police in Seoul's Maypo district responded to a report of a man striking vehicles with a rubber parking block at about 12.50 a.m. Wait, wait, wait. What it doesn't leave in or put in there is where that parking lot block was located on his body. You know he was swinging that around at midnight, <laughs> drunk as hell, like a dick. <laughs> He's just like, ah, look at this. Bashing windows. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, I mean, and you can his picture friends it, right? were laughing on the picture. side of the road. <laughs> I'm seeing it, man. <laughs> uh, oh. The cops show up. They're like, oh, shit, we're out. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this crazy Look, son of a bitch. Look at Glenn. I told you you didn't need that eighth shot. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, the service member smashed three cars, including a front and rear windshield with the object. So, uh, Eric, being security forces, come on, give us some of your outrageous ones, man. Man, I don't, because, you know, as law enforcement security, when we combined, we didn't make arrests. We detained people. All right. There wasn't official arrest. So when we're talking- What was the wildest situation you ever walked up onto where you had to detain somebody? Um... We were doing a, you know, when they do the entry and exit checks, you're of checking vehicles. We ask one to pull over to the right and you're doing random entry. Oh, exit. yeah. Rams or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We right. do it. So we had um, a random coming inbound and we always ask for, you know, your proof of insurance and registration. Yeah, sure. So this guy has no registration, no driver's license. Oh, shit. And he's coming on board to see his girlfriend, who's an airman. Now, this guy's a civilian. Oh, he is. Okay. But we open up the trunk, and he's got boxes of sexual toys. Yes. Yeah. Not just a few boxes. Jesus. So Great O-dildos. Exactly. Were they new or? Brand new, still in the wraps. And he said, I do that part-time. I do. I said, yeah, it's his job. Oh, he, he sells, sells sex toys. He sells sex part toys part time. Oh, wow. But I detained him because he <laughs> like was Tupperware. We ended up detaining him because, you know, we always had um, jurisdiction was usually by the city that yeah. the Air Force Base was in. So in this instance, it was South Carolina. We called Charleston PD and they came in because he had a, a warrant out for his arrest failure to appear or something oh but yeah that's just so you could confiscate some of those <laughs> no we sent them all with him but that was probably the funniest thing because again most of our stuff was uh pretty cheesy you know he didn't have yeah. insurance or he you know very few people came on the base with our drugs or we did have a couple DUIs where we would detain him, sure. but that was always an airman that went back to his first sergeant. No, no billet instrument incidents. No, nothing that I can remember. You know, I remember oh. in uh, Hawaii in Schofield, uh, these two young girls, and I think they were seventeen, and they came to the commander, and they were pissed, right? And they were they had said that. Somebody in the barracks, they had sex with two guys in the barracks, and they had filmed it, you know, and didn't tell him about it, and they wouldn't give him the tapes back. So they came to the commander to say, hey, you know, this is wrong. Well, the investigation was uh, these two were like runaways, and they were in the barracks for a week. And they were just going room to room, right? And it wasn't until somebody actually like videotaped them that they got pissed off about it. And they were hiding in the wall lockers like during the day. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's crazy. In, in the whole locker all day, man. God. That was oh. Marty. 
They came out after formation, but you know. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, you didn't have a domestic violence or anything like that. Well, usually that was held once if it was on base. Once yeah. we arrived on scene, separated them, we called first sergeants, commanders, and then OSI would always come and take anything. Or our investigation section would always run with those kind of things. Now, overseas, did you guys do any like uh, health and welfare inspections or anything like that? Absolutely, especially in the dormitories. The first yeah. sergeants, right, right. You know, we would go in and uh, search rooms. It right. was almost like a freaking prison shakedown. God, it know? was. The first yeah, one yeah, I had to do in the army for that, uh, they not only did their rooms, but they went out to their cars. Yeah, they had them open up their cars. We did that too in the parking lot. You, your vehicle was there. Yeah, and I swear to God, a first sergeant said, "Watch this," and he opened the hood and he took uh, the uh, air filter cover off, <laughs> and that's yeah. where the pot was. And I was like, "God damn!" Because they do it every time. Like, that was, but that was the biggest thing. There was very few, very few times where OSI, you know, would, oh shit, we've got heroin or we've got a bag of cocaine or yeah, yeah. that never happened. It was always a small bag of two rolled up cigarettes or something. You ever went undercover or nothing like that? Um, I did. You know, it was um, like Steve Co- Steve uh, Austin, Stone Cold. You know, you're walking Stone around. Stone Cold, yeah. Never that good. I went undercover in Charleston Board with the investigation section. Drank beer. Because we had a peeper, <laughs> a peeping Tom. Really? So, yeah, we were sitting in. A service certain, member or a civilian? It was a service member, and we wow. caught him. Wow. But we were sitting in three different houses that had been peeped before, so. Uh, once the peep happened, it, are you just it, like sitting there with the lights off, just waiting? No, we actually had the lights on late <laughs> at night, and this idiot's running around looking through windows. So, but they didn't, they didn't put you in lingerie to like make sure that he saw something. Yeah. Negative, negative. In fact, it, <laughs> yeah, the homeowners, the homeowners, we went even home. That was the idea. So, wow, yeah, that's my whole thing of undercover work. <laughs> That's it. Let's get to the peep of time. So peep you out. tackled him in a bra and panties and brought him to justice. Come on. Didn't even that have to tackle way better. Man. I didn't even break a heel. <laughs> no. Nope. Eric, you don't have to wear the heels. You know that, right? I, and I didn't. I, running in my dress, I looked good, though. <laughs> I'm like, look at, this, look at so the strides nice, on that woman. Jeez. <laughs> Marty Peeps. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, there was a there was an article where uh now the, the military is saying that there's not gonna be any more drag shows. Right. Oh yeah, I saw that too. Oh, and, then, and the article was kind of funny because uh it was almost in defense of drag shows. And yeah. They were, they were like, even in World War II, there were incidents of men dressing up in, in dresses to entertain the troops. I was like, that's a far cry from a drag Oh, show. what we got now. Yeah. yeah. Far cry. That's that's Corporal Klinger and MASH. Or <laughs> yeah. White Christmas, when the two yeah. former or retired yeah, right. guys go out and dress as the sisters. Right. Yeah. But it's all mocking. It's not like, uh, hey, this is, I'm, I'm really trying to pass, right? So wow, I'm impressed Jake knew about sisters. That was Danny Kay 
And yeah. who was the other guy? The more important one. Um, he was a singer. Uh, Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby, yeah. But you knew those two guys. I didn't think you were that old, Jake. I, I watch it every year at Christmas. With uh, oh, do you really? Yeah, yeah. My, my wife makes me watch that damn show every Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> I, I watch it voluntarily every year at Christmas. Yeah, yeah that's tradition. You're right. Sister. Holy cow. Wow. You know what I'm talking about, Marty? The two, no, I have two to, sisters and no. Danny oh, Kaye. Marty, and, and, you should watch that movie because it is yeah. It's very military. <laughs> yeah, it, it, is. it is because it starts off. They're doing a show, not a drag show, but they're doing a singing show for Christmas. Yeah, in, in, during World War Two. Yeah, and then to the guys that were singing and uh, end up being like successful Vaudeville. musicians. Oh, okay. And then they go to Vermont because they were chasing women. <laughs> But but the place that they stop at, their former general in World War II was oh, the owner. Yeah. Oh wow. And so and, and he's so in financial he's, problems. Yep. Yeah, he's in financial troubles. And they're like, what can we do to help him? And they throw a huge show and save the day and at bring the all end, of the they soldiers, actually yeah. get back his whole unit and and yeah. get them there for the his Christmas and this movie's called Sisters. No, it's called White White, White Christmas. Christmas. Oh, White Christmas. Yeah. Oh, I, I I've heard of that with Bing Crosby in it. I had no idea that yeah. was what the plot was. Yeah. Yeah, it's very military. Huh. <laughs> but it is I'm not funny sure if I trust sisters. you on the way you're saying that. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you're not going to see any Germans die. Let's put it that way. Well, no, no, it's not that. It's freaking singing. It's a musical, yeah. But there's a definite military undertone. Sure. Were we joking about that last time? I mean, Gary Busey wore the dress, right? Gary Busey. And, oh uh, yeah. Uh, the... the Steven Seagal movie. What the hell? Is that? <laughs> Under siege. Under, Under siege. siege. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that was Gary Busey. It, it was, was Gary Busey. It was. Uh, it was. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> so I guess there is a history of the, but that's not drag queen. Yep. That was uh, anyway. Hmm. Uh, okay. Uh, other than uh, the history snafu, uh, I think uh, we should call it end up. End up. Can you put Marty end up on his on your screen? <laughs> Oh, I can't. <laughs> Marty Peets is cool, though. <laughs> I've been changing this whole time. I know. I saw Yoda. I haven't been looking at it. I've been looking at my script. So I haven't even allowed it. I'm not even watching it. Uh, on behalf of all of us here, I'd like to thank you for listening today. Please like, share, and subscribe, and let us know how we did in the comments. And as always, make sure to download the next episode for more service headline news. Man, thanks for the week. And I'll see you next week. All right, guys. Missed you. Glad to be back. All right. Hey, <laughs> hey uh, Eric, you know if you lose, just randomly lose 4% of your budget, you'll just get it back next year, don't <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Spend it or you won't get it. <clears throat> I'm yep. looking forward to it. If, if it's in the billions. Yeah, it. exactly. <laughs> that's what their loss was for that one year. Ugh. Literally unaccounted for 4%.
That's crazy. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Good night.